it's all fun and games until someone leaves us the bad review. We've all seen it. Unfortunately, a few of us have experienced it. What happens when we get the bad review? What happens if we don't get any reviews? Why are reviews so important? I'm in real estate. I don't need reviews. Wrong. What I want to talk about today on today's Modern Real Estate Marketing Podcast is the importance of reviews. How do we collect reviews? What are some best practices on collecting and ways to collect reviews? Where do these reviews go? And then most importantly, what do we do when we get that bad review? Hi, my name is Kevin Mogul, and I am the owner and founder of 180 Your Marketing, where we help busy, successful real estate professionals grow their business, be seen, stand out, and be heard in a very, very noisy world. If you don't have a marketing partner that you can rely on, or you don't have a marketing partner that has a solid plan for attracting prospects and helping you convert those prospects into paying clients, we would love to talk with you. I'm not going to go into great detail today on why we should get reviews. I will say, however, the society that we live in today is a review-driven society. People demand social proof before they make decisions to buy something, before they make decisions to work with someone. And if you're in real estate, that doesn't change. So reviews are extremely, extremely important. Getting those testimonials are extremely, extremely important if we want to grow our business. You have people out there who are thinking about working with you, whether you buy and sell homes as a real estate agent, whether you do mortgages as a loan officer, it doesn't matter. They're vetting you. If they're not finding enough social proof on why it is they should work with you, if they're finding just bad reviews, not good reviews, if they're not finding any reviews at all, these prospects may be moving on and working with someone else. And the problem is, is you don't even know it. I call it burning prospects. We burn prospects, especially in today's world where everyone is so heavily online and checking everyone else out online. We're burning prospects. We don't even know it. So we can use reviews. We can use testimonials as a way to help convert prospects into clients. Here's the other reason I love reviews. Reviews from someone else, testimonials from someone else. I think are 10 times more powerful than you standing on a soapbox, beating your chest and telling people how great you are. People in some pretty unscrupulous, 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 don't ask me to spell that because I won't. People in some pretty shady professions stand on soapboxes, they beat their chest and they try to tell people how honest, how great they are. Here's a good one for you. Go into a room of any sales professionals. Ask who provides great customer service. Everyone raises their hand. Who are you going to believe when everyone raises their hand? There's people in there that provide horrible customer service. They're raising their hand. But if you go online and you look up all of those salespeople that are in that room and you can find other people leaving reviews and leaving testimonials that say that that person provides great service, who are you going to believe? Who are you going to go with at the end of the day? This is why reviews are so important. So number one, how do we collect reviews? What are some best 
processes for collecting reviews. It's very, very common in the mortgage industry. And I see in the real estate uh, side of things with agents, I see some brokerages, I see some bigger brokerages where you guys have adopted third-party software to do your review collection process for you. I don't like that. Best practices for collecting reviews, in my opinion, are number one, I want you to collect reviews for you. I don't want you to collect reviews on behalf of your employer, on behalf of your uh, team, on behalf of your brokerage. I want you to collect reviews for you. Why do I want you to collect reviews for you? In real estate, the odds of you being a lifer at one place, the odds of you finishing your career where you are today, they just aren't real high. People in real estate, you guys move around a lot. And so if you've got your own reviews and you move and you take those with you, that's awesome. That's number one. Number two is I don't want to see you using third-party review collection sites. And here's why. Most of these third-party review collection uh, software programs that are out there will go out, they'll collect that review, and they can really easily maybe populate your website, something like that. But how do they get that on places like Google, Facebook, Zillow? Yeah, we're going to talk about Zillow here in a minute. How do they get reviews to these places? Well, I'll tell you, with most of these places, if they're taking a review that they collect from a consumer and then they're trying to plug that in on the consumer's behalf, that goes against, we'll take Google, for example, their terms of service. You could get banned from Google with your listing for your real estate agent, page, mortgage loan officer, whatever the case may be. I don't like other people collecting reviews on your behalf. What I like to see people do is to set up their own review collection process. And it's really actually pretty simple. This process can be done, first of all, via template. Set up templates for both email and text. And I'll tell you, if your consumer is less than probably 50 years old, text may be a better way to ask for a review than emails because texts are going to get more attention and more of a response rate than what you're going to find via email. I'll let you make that call. And maybe it's a call you need to make on an individual by individual basis, but have these templates set up so that they're ready to go. So you don't have to recreate the wheel every time you want to ask for a review. If your workflow is automated, should be, it's not, that's a whole nother conversation we're going to have. But if your workflow is automated, the review process can be automated as well. So it automatically goes out. So you don't forget to ask for the review. But if it's not automated, I want you to make sure that you have it written down when you're going to ask for that review on every single client. And in real estate, when is the best time to ask? In my opinion, it's before closing. After closing, all heck's going to break loose with that person. It's now time to move. Let's get them before all heck breaks loose. Let's ask them for that review before closing. And then here's the big, big, big one. I'm going to talk about where you need to be collecting reviews. And there's about six different places I'm pretty keen on these reviews going. But when you're automating or you're you're setting up your template, ask for reviews. Don't overwhelm that person. Give them two choices and just two choices. So it could be you want them to leave you a a review at Google or at Facebook. 
but don't give them all of the choices because that's going to be overwhelming. They're going to not, not give you any reviews because they're overwhelmed. Give them two choices and you can change those two choices. So let's say your first objective is I want to build up my reviews on Google. I want to get 50 or 100 reviews on Google. After you do that, then you can start to focus on other places to build up the, those reviews. That's not a problem whatsoever. But limit your choices on where you're going to drive those reviews. Lastly, and I have really, really been harping on people for the past couple years in real estate to do this. Very, 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 very few do it. Get a dang video review. Say that again. Get a video review. A video review is going to be so much more powerful than a written review. Now, here's the problem. There's a couple downsides to video reviews. Number one, if you rely on your customer to film their video review and then maybe text it to you or email it to you, that video could be too big. You're never going to get the text. You're never going to get the email. Or if it's done via text, for example, some of these text programs will compress that video down. And when you do it, once you do get the video, the quality is awful. Number two, a reviewer cannot go to places like Google or Facebook or or Zillow, and in the review section of those channels, leave you a video review. These channels aren't set up for that yet today. I, I would assume in very short order they will be. But if you're with that person before closing, at closing, after closing, if you're delivering a, a closing gift, whatever the case may be, grab your cell phone. Say, hey, can you do me a huge favor? Can you real quick, I'll hold the cell phone and can you give me a, you know, a 30, 45 second testimonial that I can use and have your permission to use on social media? And then once you have that, that is gold because you can post that as many times and as in as many places as you want to. So if you post that to your Facebook feed on your business page, you can go back and you can post that same video in two or three months. No one's going to remember you can reuse this content over and over and over again, and it's extremely, extremely powerful. Figure out how can you get video reviews in your review process. Let's move on real quick. Where do we want reviews to go? Number one place for me right now today is Google. And when I say Google, every real estate professional out there should really have their own Google My Business page. If you don't, you should. And so what you can do is you can go on to uh, Google and you can set up your own Google My Business page. So if people are looking for you, this comes up kind of in the map section in the search when people say, OK, I'm going to go and I'm going to look up a, a Kansas City real estate agent. There's going to be some that are going to pop up that are going to be paid at the very top. After that, usually there's a section with a map. That is where a Google My Business listing is found. You don't pay for it. You don't have to pay for it. It's completely free with Google, but it is a great, great place because people are now getting accustomed to looking in the map section for reviews, for vetting businesses, because they know this is not a paid section. So you can't manipulate the search results by paying Google for your placement. You are in there and you're going to um, show up in a certain order. There's a lot of things that are going to really go into the. Uh, algorithm there. But if you've got a bunch of reviews in there, that is actually going to help drive your results up. So number one for me is going to be 
Google. Number two is going to be Facebook. So you should have hopefully a Facebook business page for your business. Now on Facebook, 25, 35 reviews, I think is absolutely fine. And then move on. You just want to see. So there's some social proof in there about your business, but I don't think we need to get overzealous on filling up Facebook with hundreds of reviews. Now, number three for me, and I kind of waffle between number two and number three on, on where this one falls, Zillow. I am not a fan of real estate professionals giving Zillow money for marketing purposes. There's exceptions to that, but that's, that's a whole nother conversation. Zillow is a, a competitor. They will become more of a competitor every single day going forward. So I don't want you to help feed the beast, but... Whether you like it or not, Zillow is top of the funnel. Zillow is the number one search engine for people where they start their house search today. So we need to be taking advantage of some of the free tools that they give us. And one of those is going to be your agent profile, your mortgage loan officer profile, so on and so forth. Feed that with reviews. Have people go there, have them leave reviews for you right now today. After that, I think Realtor.com is another place where we need to feed some reviews, followed by your website. If you have your own website, about 33% of real estate agents out there have their own website. You should have a review section on your website. You should be driving reviews to your website. The cool thing about your website is you can grab reviews from Google and from Facebook and from Zillow, and you can populate those into your own website. It's not really somewhere you have to drive people to. You can manipulate other reviews on other sites and then bring them into your website. But we want to we make sure that we're getting some uh, reviews on our website. And then what about the big review site out there called Yelp? If you are active today on Yelp, you can drive people to Yelp to leave you reviews. If you are not active today on Yelp, my suggestion is stay the heck away from them. There is, I think, enough stuff that you can find out there on Yelp it's not very favorable that will convince you that's probably not somewhere that you want to uh, get started with, not a, an organization that you want to really be doing business with. I will let you make that call. That's not a call I need to make for you. But if I were in your shoes, if you're not doing business today with Yelp, I probably would not jump in bed with it. If you are setting up templates for people to leave you reviews and you're giving them just, let's say, two choices per template. You could say, I'm going to build up my Google reviews and my Facebook reviews. Now, all of a sudden, you get 25, 35, 45 Facebook reviews. You can say, I'm going to continue working on building up Google, but now on my template, I'm going to pull Facebook out of there. I'm going to stick Zillow in there, and I'm going to work on building up my Zillow reviews. Change it out. Who do we send these things to? Who do we send these templates to? Who are we asking to give us reviews? Clients. <laughs> No brainer, right? But why not vendors? You guys do work with a lot of vendors in real estate. Why can't you ask your vendors to leave you reviews? You should. Friends, there is nowhere written in stone that your reviews only need to come from clients. They can come from vendors. They can come from friends. They can come from neighbors, uh, so on and so forth. Ask a lot of people for reviews. If you're in real estate, you should have a database. You should have a CRM. You should have a whole bunch of past customers in there, past prospects. On the past customer segment of your CRM, 
Why can't you ask them for reviews once a year? You can't. This isn't just a one-time opportunity. You've got people that you did business with three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. They're still in your CRM. You're still dripping them. You're still maybe calling them a couple times a year. Ask them again for another uh, referral, another, excuse me, another review. It's easy and it's something that can be automated. When we're coming back to who do we ask for reviews, please, 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 please don't pay or offer to pay for reviews. I have seen agents go on social media and say, hey, if you leave us a review, we're going to enter you into a chance to win, blah, blah, blah. Number one, that goes against the terms of service with a lot of these places like Zillow and with uh, Google and so on and so forth. Get you in trouble down the road. Number two, it looks just really bad. If I'm seeing an agent that is willing to pay for referrals, then to me, that means that they're not good enough to get referrals on their own. And if this is what's going through my mind, this is what's going through your prospects' minds if they're seeing this as well. Don't pay for reviews. What happens when you get the bad review? If we are doing our job and we are asking for reviews, and by the way, asking for reviews, that is part of our job. I don't care who we are. We need to be asking for reviews like it's our job. If we're asking for enough, eventually we're going to get the bad review. Now, that could be a past customer, for example, that we just hit on the wrong day. We did a great job for them, but they don't really remember that. And their complete world has fallen apart right when we send them the text message asking for a review. And they're going to take their frustrations out on the first person they possibly can. Maybe that's you and where they leave the review. I don't know. Maybe we just get some fraudulent review. If we get a bad review... Going to somewhere, let's say Facebook, going to Google and having them remove that review, even if it's fraudulent, that's really tough to do. So here's how I want you to handle it. First and foremost, I want you to take your emotion out of play. I'm a hothead sometimes. It's hard for me to take my emotion out of the mix. But when it comes to this, you've got to take your emotion out of the, the out of play and you've got to go online and you've got to address that review. You've got to just real simply put something on there. I'm sorry that you had this experience. Is it okay that we reach out to you? Or maybe it's a fraudulent review. I'm sorry, but we don't have any record of having done business with you. Can we reach out to you? And then all of your dialogue going forward is now going to be offline. If people see that you have bad reviews on Facebook and you don't address those reviews, it looks even worse. If you're addressing all of those reviews, a lot of people seem to be okay with that. Now, if you get a review, whether it's justified or fraudulent, I want you to address it. I I don't want you to be emotional about it. And then I want you to go out and bury that review. How do you bury that review? Well, in most places... The, the most recent review shows up right there at the top of the reviews for everyone to see. So if you get a bad review, whether it's justified or not, work really hard to get some good reviews so it pushes that bad review down and you bury it. That is one quick remedy to lessen the impact of a bad review. What I don't ever want to see you do is to go out and be defensive online. Or worse, 
attack that person online. We've seen it on reviews. It happens every single day online. I don't want that to be you. As you're sitting down this evening, you're working on your plan tomorrow, integrate in a review process if you don't have one. Guys, this is really, really simple to do. It's not very time consuming, especially if you've got some automations in place. This is something that can totally be automated. If you don't have automations in place, it's still something you can set up some templates. It's still something you can do quickly and easily, and it's going to help lessen prospect burn. Here at 180 Your Marketing, if we can help you, your team, your brokerage, your office, set up some of these review processes, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And then lastly, it would be really, really, really great if you could go to where you downloaded this podcast. Let's say uh, Apple Podcasts, for example, maybe Stitcher, maybe Spotify. Hit that subscribe button and more importantly, leave us a review. We would really, really appreciate it. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. I am out.